0: Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. So we're back into our normal kind of flow. So we've had the summer where we're doing that, the movies. um, And now we're going to get back into the Word and the children are going to be out in their groups and we're going to have some fun times. But we we do want to do more family services like that as well, though. So we're going to see if we can add a few more family services in because it is good to have us all together in one room, you know, worshipping together and then hearing the word together and getting the kids doing stuff and getting interactive. So that's good. So I'm just going to pray before I start my message this morning. Thank you, Father. Yeah, Father God, I just I thank you, Lord, for your word this morning that you want to communicate to your people and Father, I just I thank you for just speaking through me directly into every single heart this morning. That Father, I pray that it would bear fruit in their lives, Lord oh God, that they would receive something this morning that transforms them, that changes them, changes them, Father, that causes them to become more like You, Jesus, and to live the way that You want them to live, and to see everything You want to see in their lives, Father. So, Father, I just I thank you for Your Spirit just working, moving, operating. I just welcome your, your spirit of wisdom and revelation to just come and minister to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. <coughs> awesome. You know, as we are worshipping, I, I don't know about you, but you know when we have, so we don't always have video worship and we should have live worship next week, but um, you could just close your eyes and you can just imagine you're, you're in this massive worship set. You know, And I was just there closing my eyes, just worshipping, singing along. It was like I was wherever they are, wherever they recorded it. So, you know, you can really engage through video worship. It it doesn't really matter um, whether we have a live band or not. But it's all about the heart, isn't it? It's your heart connecting with Jesus' heart. It's your heart connecting with with God's heart. And that's what worship is all about. So... um, I'm going to talk about this morning um, everyone's favorite subject. Um, I think if you went through all of the themes in the Bible and everything that you could pull out of the word, this would be people's favorite subject. David, do you want to put the first slide up? It's prayer and fasting. And I know you all enjoy prayer and fasting. Um, But it is powerful. Prayer and fasting is powerful. And I know it is something that. It is a little bit uncomfortable for us, and sometimes it can be a little bit of a challenge to get into it and get into the flow of it, Um, but it can give you amazing, amazing results. And this morning, let's have a look at the time. I want to honour everyone's time and try and finish on time this morning um, at half 11. But yeah, we've got some ground to kind of cover, because one thing... Um, I know in anything that I'm bringing on a Sunday morning, I'm taking people on a journey, and I've got to take people from kind of beginners, um, intermediate to advanced kind of level, all in one go in in like 40 minutes. Um, Because I'm sure there's many of you here that, understand prayer and fasting that have done it that have seen the results of it and engaged in it and I know there's probably some of you here that have never ever done it before never even thought about it never even thought oh is that something we need to do as Christians or you know was that an Old Testament thing so we're going to try and help build a bit of understanding this morning and then hopefully by the end of it you're all going to be wanting to fast for the next 40 days you know Uh, but we'll see (laughs) so obviously if you've been part of our, our congregation in our church, you would know that we are going on a, a week fast. So starting tomorrow, on the 5th, um, we're going to be fasting next week. And there's going to be encounters next week. So on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're going to have encounters. Um, Tuesdays at Foundry Lane. Wednesday is going to be here at the school. And Thursday is going to be at Foundry Lane as well. And we're going to throw in a couple more um, prayer meetings as well during the day, which I'll let you know about. Um, but we we're taking this week aside to give it to God. And I don't know about you. Um, it might be different for all of you, because I know we're all in different stages of life with kids and different things. But often during the summer, it's been more of a time to just kind of chill at home with the kids they're on summer holidays take a few holidays take a few weeks off so it's a bit of a time of kind of just relaxing and kicking back and just kind of you know just going along with things but um i love to come out of that holiday time and then just click back in in into get into gear with god i don't know about you but often we pray and fast in january and we are often praying fast this kind of time in september And it's an opportunity to really just get back into that kind of flow with God, um, get back into, you know, what's God doing, what's God saying, seeking his face, seeking him, and um, just allowing God to do some stuff in our lives. So really, really the whole understanding of what prayer and fasting is, is about giving God space and time in your life to seek him. So instead of eating, You would take that time to seek God or, you know, we'll get into the different types of fast you can do, but, you know, you can clear other things out of the way as well in your life to just give God space and give him time so you can press into him. And it can have amazing, amazing results. I've got some testimonies I'll I'll bring later on as well where God can just break through in areas, change areas, deal with things in your life and the lives of other people, things in your circumstances that just normal kind of prayer can't quite, doesn't, isn't quite moving, isn't quite shifting. When you fast and you pray, God really moves. There's something that happens inside of you and it's spiritually that, that breaks through in fasting. Who's ever fasted before and seen God actually, you know, do something quite major in their lives or in other people's lives or break through in some sort of area, a few hands going up. So it's, It's key. And I've got personal testimonies of where God has really done stuff in me, set me free from stuff, dealt with stuff, moved stuff around um, using prayer and fasting. Now, the first thing I want to say is it is always prayer and fasting. That's probably the first thing. If you want to take away anything this morning, just remember this. It's not just about fasting, it's not just about abstaining from food, it's prayer and abstaining from food. It's prayer and fasting. And the true biblical fast is where you don't eat. And I know we do other fasts, we do media fasts, and you can do other fasts where you fast this or that or the other. But in the Bible, when it's talking about prayer and fasting, it's talking about you're, you're, you're not eating. Um, you're probably just drinking and, and you link it with prayer. It's always prayer goes with it. It's never just, oh, I'm just going to miss a number of meals today or I'm just going to not eat for the next week. You've got to engage with God. That's the whole point of it. It's not just abstaining. It's engaging your heart, engaging your spirit with God. And ultimately, what fasting does is it causes you, I mean, well, when we're talking about missing food fasting, it causes your flesh to become weaker and your spirit to become stronger. It causes a bit of a, a change to take place inside of you where if you're, you feed your spirit instead of feeding your flesh, instead of you know, feeding your body you feed your spirit and you take time to feed your spirit. So you're praying, you're meeting with God, you're in the word. And we'll look a bit more into that as as we go through. But it's enabling your spirit man to become stronger and take that position of leading your life um, rather than just feeding the flesh. So We'll, we'll, we'll come to some of that. So first of all, I just want to just go through a few biblical, well, a few Bible stories that talk about fasting. Now, fasting is, there's loads of talk about fasting all throughout the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. There's tons of scriptures on fasting. I was looking through them the other day, and it's, there's loads where this person fasted, that person fasted. They called a fast. They did this in a fast, and they said, right, let's not eat for this amount of time and seek the, God, seek the Lord. So there's tons of it in the Bible. So it's a very, um, it's, it's quite a well-known thing. do. And often what would happen is um, fasting was very much linked to people really seeking the Lord for something specific. So often in the Bible, there'd be a moment where Israel has kind of gone away from the Lord and disobeyed God, and their enemies are kind of coming against them, about to destroy them. And the leader, the judge, or the priest, or whoever says, right, let's call a fast quickly, let's seek God, let's confess our sins, let's get right with God, let's deal with stuff, and let's, we need to get into God's face right now really quickly, otherwise we're going to die. And there's often, there's, there's quite a lot of scriptures like that, quite a lot of stories like that. Um, just The first one I just pulled out, so I've just pulled a few out of, of some from the Old Testament. Um, the first one is Samuel with the children of Israel And I'll just read this scripture through. It says, so Samuel said to all the Israelites, if you are returning to the Lord with all your hearts, then rid yourselves of the foreign gods and the Asherahs, and and the Asherahs, which are kind of like idols, and commit yourself to the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So the Israelites put away their Baals and astros, which are kind of idol things that they used to worship, and serve the Lord only. Then Samuel said, assemble all Israel at Mizpah, and I will intercede with the Lord for you. Um, if you just go click this scripture. So it says, when they had assembled at Mizpah, they drew water and poured it out before the lord on that day they fasted and they and there they confessed we have sinned against the lord now samuel was serving as the leader of israel so they so they could see their enemies attacking them the philistines and they decided to get right with god and they poured water out before the lord it's just kind of like an offering thing and on that day they fasted and they they confessed they confess that we've sinned against God. So often fasting is related to it's, it's related to getting right with God. Some, often you, you, you can rarely fast and pray and, and really get into God without God doing some stuff inside of you. Often whenever I would fast and pray about anything or, or just get come near to God in prayer and fasting, God would first of all start to deal with things in me like, okay, let's just deal with this attitude. Let's just deal with... This thing that you shouldn't be doing, or let's just deal with this kind of these kind of thoughts that you're having. God will often use that opportunity to deal with us first, and that's what the children of Israel did. They came before God, they dealt with things, and then they they called on the Lord for breakthrough in, in a certain area. So in this case, they were wanting God to to save them um, from their enemies. So Samuel was the man of God here, and he called a fast and said, "Right, if you want to return to the Lord with all your hearts." Let's deal with all of this stuff. Get rid of your idols. Get rid of the things that are coming between you and God. And let's, let's get right with him. So they did that. And the, yeah, one of the next scriptures says, so Samuel took a young lamb and offered it to the Lord as a whole burnt offering. He pleaded with the Lord to help Israel and the Lord answered him. So often you'd find they'd pray, they'd fast, and then God would, God would answer their prayers. God would come through. So... Often, often fasting is also relating to humbling yourself to the Lord as well. It's, it's coming before him. It's choosing to give him space, give him time, give him room, and you, you humble, you submit to God. It's a time of fresh surrender, fresh submission, a fresh kind of laying down of your plans, your life, your stuff, your junk, and saying, okay, God, I want you to take this space, and I need you to come and do some stuff in my life. Um, yeah, You know, I had a thought when I was going through some of these scriptures. I thought to myself, you know, because I know some people, when we talk about prayer and fasting, it can be kind of dismissed quite quickly as like, oh, I don't do all that stuff. You know, that's not me. I just, I'm not into missing food. I can't do it. It's difficult. It's hard. And um, I thought to myself, you know, maybe back in some of the, the world wars. And, and let's just say, for example, Russia, who seemed to be kind of on the move a bit, in Europe decided right we're going to attack the UK that you're going to be our next target and they got all their planes they got all their ships ready and they started to move towards the UK and they were coming to destroy us and take us over i just have a sense that some people or many people may just decide that prayer and fasting is kind of needed at this moment in time do you know what i mean do you know what I mean? It's, it's often something where you're desperate and you need God to break through in a situation and you we need to see God come through. And it can be at that kind of time where you're like, OK, I think I'm going to listen to what my pastor said about prayer and fasting. And, and maybe this is a good time to just like just really get into God's face and pray and fast and see him break through because we're all going to die. And that was kind of some of the, t- some of the things that happened. In, in the Bible, they, they knew they needed God to break through in, in their lives. They knew they needed God to come through for them. And it was like, right, let's just put food aside for a bit and let's pray. Let's pray. Let's seek God's face. And, and, and that's what it, it can be about. It's, it's about really engaging with God, um, really pleading with God, and really seeing God answer prayer and move. There's a scripture in 2 Chronicles 7.14. Many of you will know, says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sin and I'll heal their land. And prayer and fasting can come into that scripture. Is that on there? Yeah, you got it. Um, so if my people are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. If you, if prayer and fasting is, is humbling yourself and praying. That's that first bit, isn't it? Um, and seeking His face as well, humbling ourselves, praying, and seeking His face. That, in, in in an essence, just that that first bit is 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 what it's about. We come before the Lord. We humbly come before Him, um, and we pray and we seek His face. And we also we turn away from anything in our lives that. Um, we shouldn't be doing or things just compromise you know compromise slips into our lives we watch things we listen to things we do things we have a bad attitudes we say stuff do stuff, and we just need some of those things are wicked ways we just need to come before God and just confess them and deal with them takes a second takes seconds to do that it's not about beating yourself up and you know condemning yourself and be you know just having a a kind of a pity party about some of the things you might have done wrong. It's just about saying, "God, yeah, I was wrong in this situation. Father, forgive me. I'm sorry." And if you need to go and make things right with someone that you might have offended or whatever, you go and make things right with them. But dealing with our wicked ways can take seconds. We just come before him and then he says, "I will hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin and heal their land." He he says, he promises that. He'll hear our prayers. He'll forgive our sins. That's Old Testament, forgiving our sins. And he'll heal our land. He'll, deal, he'll heal the things that need to be healed. He'll deal with things that need to be dealt with. Um, if we just move into the book of Ezra, and this is just a very quick one. I'll just, I'll just read this out for you. This is quite self-explanatory. Um, this is Ezra 8. and Ezra, it, I'll just read it. It says, And there by the Ahava Canal... I gave orders for all of us to fast and humble ourselves before God. We prayed that we would give, uh, we prayed that He would give us a safe journey and protect us, our children, our goods, as we travelled. So they're, they're praying to God for Him to protect them. Um, and it says, "For I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to accompany us." So Ezra was leaving a kingdom and he was going back to Jerusalem to rebuild Jerusalem, and. The king allowed him to go and he, and he said, Right, as we, as, as, as the Israelites, move out of this, this kingdom, we want God to protect us. So he told the people that he was with, he told all the people, the Israelites, to, to pray and fast for protection. So he says, For I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to accompany us and protect us from the enemies along the way. After all, we had told the king, Our God's hand of protection is on us and honour all who worship him. But his fierce anger rages against those who abandon him. So we fasted, is that on there? That's next to verse 23. So we fasted and earnestly prayed that our God would take care of us, and he heard our prayer. So he gathered the people together and said, right guys, just for protection as we move out from this kingdom back to Israel, back to Jerusalem, let's fast and pray that God will protect us and God will stand as our protector against any, anyone attacking us, and um, the next one we go into the book of Esther, and many of you would know the story of Esther and um, what she did to rescue the children of Israel. Um, and I'll just read a chunk of that as well. It says, Mordecai sent this reply to Esther: "Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you will escape when all of the other Jews are killed." So. Um, there was a threat to kill all of the Jews in that area that they were living in. And Esther stood in the gap for the, the Jewish people. It says, if you keep quiet at this time, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place. But you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, go and gather together all the Jews from Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will do the same. And then though it is against the law, I will go into to see the king. And if I must die, I must die. Um, and then so Mordecai went away and did everything as Esther had ordered him. So she gathered the people together and she said, right, we need to fast. We need to pray. And God is going to break through in this situation, and she can. She will then. She then did go before the king, and had her people um, kept alive. So we see there, um, and that's a that's a full on fast. That's by if you didn't notice that as that's a very kind of strong fast, which is no eating, no drinking for three days. Don't eat, don't drink, um, and God will stand in the gap for us. And we'll just, we'll look at the different types of fasts that you can do, and that is one of them, Um, but that's kind of like a pretty full-on one. Um, And so in Daniel as well, there's uh, examples of fasting and prayer, Um, he, there there was a moment in Daniel where he was seeking, he was basically seeking the Lord, and it says in Daniel 10, 2 and 3, it says, when this vision came to me. I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks. All that time, i had eaten no rich food, no meat or wine, crossed my lips, and I used no fragrant lotions until the three weeks had passed. So Daniel was kind of in a moment where he was really seeking God, and he he decided, I'm not going to eat anything that is, where he says they're rich foods, I'll just eat the basics and nothing kind of exciting or nothing that excites the flesh. And he, he did what we would call like a Daniel fast where you just eat vegetables and you drink just a basic kind of, you know, um, basic meal, you know, with, without anything special in there. And there's another point in Daniel where he um, where him and a few of the, the other Hebrew men or boys were brought into the king's palace and they were fed the food. By the king, or they were asked to feed, the servants were told to feed these boys with the king's food. And he said, Daniel said, I'm not going to eat the king's food. I'm only going to have vegetables and water. And then there's a whole story around that. But basically, he decided to, because the king's food would have been sacrificed to idols, he decided that I'm not going to defile myself, the scripture says, but I'm just going to eat vegetables and water. And then when they did that, these boys, the Hebrew boys, including Daniel, they came out a lot better, they were a lot cleverer, they were a lot fitter, you know, stronger than all the other people that the king was feeding and kind of training up. And that's kind of where we get a Daniel fast from, which we'll go into. But um, if we skip into the New Testament, in Luke, we know that Jesus fasted. Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And it says he was tempted by the devil. So in Luke 4, 1 and 2, it says Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where he, for 40 days, he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days. And at the end of them, he was hungry. And then the next, at the end of that chunk of scripture, it says, when the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time and Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And the news about him spread through the whole countryside and then he kind of moved on into his ministry. But um, Jesus was led into the wilderness and fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And he, and we, many of you know, know the story that towards the end of his fast, the devil did come to him and tested him and t- tempted him and challenged him to do certain things. And Jesus came back and replied, it is written, it is written, it is written. And um, basically the devil left him. But what's interesting about that verse, uh, those verses where it's talking about fasting there, it says Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness he was led by the Holy Spirit into this fast and that's something that is quite important that when we fast that we are we are led by God there's something that God kind of speaks to us about he leads us into so that we know God's asked us to fast there is occasions where um, there is something very specific that needs to be done in our lives and we need to see breakthrough and you may choose to fast but often it is something that needs to be led by the Spirit And you see something very interesting that he was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit and then he came out of the wilderness in the power of the Holy Spirit. There's something about prayer and fasting that when we really fast and we allow God to do what he needs to do in us, we're empowered. We can be empowered by God's spirit. And he came out and after that, he he was just healing people left, right and center and, and moving in the power of God. But there's something in fasting where, especially on a longer fast, where you can God just deals with things inside of you that allows God's spirit to just rise up and become stronger, and often you can come out of your fasting time in, in a much more stronger spiritual position. And um, a few other scriptures from Jesus. And these these just few scriptures that I'm going to go through just talk about how how he saw food and he saw spiritual life. So in John 4, 31 to 34, um, he had just talked to the woman at the well, and he'd uh, kind of just revealed himself to her. He he showed him, you know, she she knew that he was the Messiah, and... You know, he had that kind of dialogue with her. And then after that, his um, disciples came to him. And it says this, that meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? Because they thought he was hungry, obviously. And he said, my food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. So his disciples were worried about him. He probably hadn't eaten all day or something like that. And they were like, wow, he, he's hung, he must be hungry. He needs food. Let's get him some food. they're encouraging him to eat. And he, was, he just said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. And there was, there was something about Jesus that he knew that the spirit was what gave him life. And there's a scripture I'm going to look at in a second. And that his, his food and his nourishment came from obeying God. And... We, some of us, may know that as well. Like when you, when you read the word, when you worship, when you spend time with God, and you're really connecting with God, there's life that flows through you. There's life that comes, and that life can sustain you. In Matthew 4 4, Jesus said, uh, well, This is actually when he was uh, you know, talking to the devil, when the devil came to test him. He's, he quoted a scripture which was from the Old Testament. He said, Man shall not live by bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And you, you can take this literally. Man shall not doesn't have to live by bread alone, but from every word that comes from the mouth of the Father. I've heard of stories. I don't know if, has any of you read the book, The Heavenly Man? Heavenly Lap, powerful book. I recommend it if you, if you ever want to, if you ever read it. Powerful book. And I'm sure in that book, he went on like back-to-back 40-day fast because um, he was in prison. This is a Chinese kind of um, Christian who was, being used by God in China, and he was thrown into prison because he was preaching the gospel, and he was a Christian. In those, you know, in, in that time, and probably still now as well. You, you couldn't do that without being persecuted by the government, and he was left in prison to kind of just die. And I think he, he had a Bible with him at one point, or he had some scraps of the Bible at one point, and he went on back to back just fast, just fast. They didn't feed him. They didn't feed him, and he went for something like 80 days, plus without eating, and he just said he just he. He just fed on the word of God, fed on on God. Memorized scriptures as well, and fed on God's word and fed on just meeting with God. And he did 80 days, and I'm not recommending we do 80 days fasts, but that was something supernatural that God did with him. But yeah, the word of God has life in it. God's word has life in it. God has life in him, and he can sustain us through a fast. So in John 6, 63... Jesus said, the spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I've spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. So his words are spirit and they're life. It's like the breath of God. You know, when God breathed into Adam um, right at the beginning of creation, it brought life into him. And God's, God's word, God's spirit brings life into us and it can sustain us. So let's just have a quick look at the different types of fasting that we can do. So as I said, biblical fasting, when it refers to it in the Bible, is talking directly about not eating and just drinking. Um, but there is different types of fasts that you can do that kind of mix some of those things up. Um, let's just, I'm going to start at the easiest and work up to the, the hardest. Um, so first of all, media fast. And we started doing this probably I'd say roughly about five or six years ago, something like that. Um, I don't know if you remember Pastor Clive um, just brought in a, he suggested you can do a media fast. I think it was one time in January when we were praying fasting, and he suggested doing a media fast for some people that you know, we can get so kind of caught up in social media and entertainment and games and, and other kind of entertaining things and it's a great way of actually breaking some of that hold on you or hold on your attention. And actually, for some people where you're constantly kind of, you know, checking your social media and on the phone, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, Instagram, and that can take actually a lot. If you actually add up the time that it takes in your day when you're flicking through all those kind of things, if you were to actually fast that and give that to God, you've you've created time for God and you you were to give it into prayer. So, a media fast is a way of just maybe TV can be in there and other things can be in there it's just deciding i 'm just going to leave this stuff and i 'm instead of watching TV or being entertained or social media i 'm going to put that aside and i 'm going to spend this time with God instead and It can actually have a powerful effect. Um, I remember years ago when we first started doing this i was I was constantly on facebook on my phone i was flicking seeing messages you know reading other people's posts putting my own posts up there seeing who's liked this or liked that or replying to people and i remember i decided to do a media fast um as well as the other fast that we were doing at the time and it had it had a big effect on just cutting something off that you just didn't need that had a bit of control over my life and was sapping a lot of my time and actually from that point onwards I remember after that fast because I think we did like 21 days or something. Um, I didn't go back to it for ages. I just deleted Facebook, got rid of it, just didn't even bother with it. Um, then I did go back to it a bit in 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 the future, but it didn't have any hold on me that it had on me back then. And sometimes social media can actually have a hold on us. And things that do hold us, it they can be, we can fast those things, and it's good to it's good to sometimes cut have a break from those things and give them to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm just laying this thing down before you to allow, and and you're going to pray instead. And it allows God to just remove those kind of things from our life. I mean, you could have, it can be things like alcohol, caffeine, things that can addict you, you know, you can get addicted to, things like that. It's great to say, okay, God, I'm just going to, for this next number of days or whatever, I'm going to decide I'm just not doing that anymore. And it can just break things. Because you know sometimes even silly things like social media can actually have a hold on us. We're constantly thinking about it, constantly checking things, even going to bed at night. Oh, what's so-and-so doing? Oh, Instagram this and whatever. Um, It's a great way to kind of just cut those things off. So that's a type of fast. Um, The next fast we've got is a... Which is the next one on there? So a partial fast. So that's fasting certain meals during the day so this is probably the fast i've done the most of i have done all sorts of the other fasts as well but this this can really work and i think this is this this is possibly one that most people would would go into where you'd miss a certain meal so you've got your breakfast lunch dinner you would you would decide i'm going to fast two of those meals or one of those meals um because i know for some people that fasting can be difficult if you've got quite a difficult stressful or demanding or physically demanding job it's not always easy to do a full fast on just water or you, you know there's medical reasons or whatever other reasons there might be reasons where you can't actually just decide I'm just going to not eat for the next week or 20 days or whatever um, so fasting certain meals can actually really work where you fast breakfast and lunch or whatever and you use that time to try and pray um, I know many people are at work. I don't know if you can use your lunch breaks to pray. I don't know if that, how, how that works. It's not always straightforward as that. But, um, or, or fasting your, your, you know, your evening meal, your dinner, and praying instead. It, it has a good effect, actually. Partial fasting does have a really good effect. And, it, um, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a type of fasting. Um, let's have a look at the next one. So the Daniel fast, as we said before, and many people do this. I've not personally done this one before, but where you just have water and vegetables and just very basic food. And that, again, sometimes can be for, if you you can't just fast, because it's not going to be right, it's not going to work for you, it's not going to be right for you, um, then maybe you just have vegetables. You just have something very plain. And again, you're kind of just dedicating yourself and giving that time and space to God. The next one. So you have a juice fast. So some people um, will fast solid food and just have juices. And sometimes that's just fruit juice. Um, but you have to be careful when you're having fruit juices. If you're going for a long period doing a fast like that, certain fruit juices aren't, very, aren't good for your body So it's very acidic fruit juices. There's certain fruit juices that are better to fast or even vegetable juices that are better to fast than others. And you kind of need to look into that before you do that. But that has an effect as well um, because you're just taking in kind of like liquid liquid food, but um, it's not solid food. And the next one. So the water fast, so no food, just water. Um, And I've done this one quite a number of times or i'd say water or or just drink or just liquids but nothing kind of solid you know nothing that's going to give you that's going to replace food and so you just you don't eat and you just you're just drinking liquids and yeah that's that's a powerful fast i mean that's probably that is the that's what that's what a normal biblical fast actually would be it's not eating but drinking that's a normal biblical fast, and the last one, a dry fast, which is which is what some people call it, is no food or drink, and that is that is kind of that can be a little bit dangerous. Actually, you have to be very careful doing something like that, and it's it's really not recommended you do that for a long period of time. Um, you know, three days is like max. I've never done that. I don't even really know. I've I've heard a couple of stories of people that have done that. Um, but you have to be very, very led by, God. you know, God has to have really spoken to you, and I would suggest that's something you would submit to, to a leader, you'd say, I feel like God's t- told me this, what do you think, and, you know, get a bit of confirmation, don't just jump into something like that, because that can, that can make you not very well. Um, so, they're the, they're the different types of fasts fast you can do, and really with them, you want to you want, to be, you want to be asking God, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Because when, when we call a corporate fast like we're doing for the next week, it's a fast ordained by God, and there's a grace to do it. and There needs to be grace in fasting. Now, I don't know if you've ever, when you fast, you know, often when I'm fasting, often when I do a corporate fast, so this is something that has been called by the leadership of the church to do together, there is a grace to do it. I don't know if you find that. Sometimes I've gone into fast like that and it's just literally, I don't even feel hungry. I just go through the day and praying and stuff. And I don't even feel, I just don't feel anything. Sometimes I feel a little bit weak, but I'm not like, oh, I really need to eat. I really need to eat. I need to eat. It's just, there's a grace to fast. And as you can see some, from some of those stories in the Bible, they often called corporate fasts, right? You know, the man, the man of God, the leader, whoever, whoever's in charge or whatever says we need to fast, Israel, come together, we need to fast, we need to pray about this specific thing. And they would call a corporate fast and God would ordain that as a fast that's coming from him. Because I know sometimes some people may say, well, yeah, you're saying to fast, but I don't really feel God's telling me to fast right now. That's not really for me right now. But actually when, when there's, and I've, you know, I've said things like this before, when we call, a cor- call us corporately to do something, so as a church to do something, There's a grace to do it, and you will see answers to prayer in doing that. In being obedient to that, you will see breakthroughs in your life by doing that. There's just something about it. I don't know if many of you would have experienced things like this before, but when the leader, and this is coming from Pastor Clive, our senior pastor, when when he calls us to do something together, there is something that God switches on inside of that that's like, okay, they're they're being obedient to their pastor, to their leader, and I'm going to bless them in this and work in their lives in this. So we're corporately fasting for the next week, okay? Um, But obviously, it's between you and God what you do. But I'm trying to encourage you this morning to say that if you join in, you will see results in your life. Cool. So, uh, yeah, a few testimonies. Let's have a think uh... Um, yeah, I've done, I mean, yeah, done various fasts over the years, and yeah, there's, there's been a number of times, I won't go into too many specifics, but there's been a number of times where God's told me to fast a certain number of days in a certain way for a certain result, and he's led me into that, and I've, done, I've been obedient in doing it, and I've seen the result at the end. And often, I mean, this is just me, but often God calls me to fast fast. And I've, I've shared with you before, I don't always find it easy. So I'm not standing up here at the front telling you I'm amazing at fasting and all of you guys need to be amazing at fasting. Because I've, I've, I've owned up before up here and said, you know, I know God calls me to fast about this and fast about that. And I'm not always obedient in it. And it doesn't always go the way I want it to go. And I end up kind of just eating and giving in. But most over the years, I've done long fasts where it's just just water. I've done all sorts of fasts. I've never done a dry fast before. I've done media fast and all, probably all, everything in between, apart from the Daniel fast. But God often will call me to fast about a certain thing, or he'll say, you know, this time is a, is a good time, Rahan, to just, just lay down a few meals during the day and come to me and pray, because you need to see breakthrough in this area. And, um, and I would see the results. It's, it's powerful. It's powerful, the results. So it, it strengthens us in it strengthens us spiritually, and especially when dealing with the demonic. So when we're dealing with demonic kind of spirits and things um, that may be affecting us personally, or affecting people around us, or affecting circumstances and stuff like that, there's something about fasting that that just deals with demonic things. Um, you know, obviously I, I, there may be new people here today and I don't want to go into too much detail, but one of the first time I ever saw someone being delivered from a demon, you know, where I prayed for them and the demon left them, left them, was I just happened to be fasting. God told me to fast about some, for some reason and I was in the middle of a fast and then we were at the Bible College and there was uh, a thing where um, we were doing a ministry time and, you know, I was at the front and we were calling people forward to be prayed for. And I was in the middle of this fast. And as I prayed, as I laid my hands on this guy to pray for him, immediately he started to what we call manifest. And, you know, you could see that there was evidence of a demonic thing going on in his life. And, and you know, so I prayed for him and the thing left. And, and then funnily enough, the next guy that came forward, I laid hands on him as well. And then something manifested in him as well. And there's something powerful about prayer and fasting that deals with spiritual things. It cuts off spiritual stuff from our lives. There was a, there's a story in the Bible, which I won't go into reading the whole thing, and this is only in certain translations, um, where Jesus was coming down from the Mount of Transfiguration and his disciples were trying to cast the demon out and heal this boy, and they couldn't do it, and Jesus got quite kind of annoyed with them, and... Um, and then he, 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 he just said, well, he, he first of all said, uh, so it he's, 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 he says this, then the disciples came to Jesus and privately said, why could we not cast it out? And so Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. And he, then he said, however, this kind does not come out except for by prayer and fasting or he's talking about a demonic stronghold on this person's life is is not moved unless you there's prayer and fasting going on Um, so there is there is something that deals with spiritual things when you pray and you fast Um, and i think there's there's times in our lives where we can have certain situations, repetitive things going on, even addictions and stuff just happening that we know has got a demonic origin. We know that this is, this is just not God. This is not God's will for my life. This things, these things keep happening. And so with, to break through in some of those things, it's only by prayer and fasting you're going to see a breakthrough. And you know, I've said, I've said before, and I'll, I'll always say this, and this applies to myself as well, that there's things in our lives, in all of our lives, that we kind of can put up with or that we go through situations, circumstances, negative stuff that God doesn't want us to live with. There might be things happening to our kids. There might be things happening in the workplace. There might be things, health things going on in our bodies that God doesn't actually want us to live with and accept and just like, oh, well, this is just how it is. But there's ways there's spiritual ways that we can deal with these things. And if we would listen to God, follow Him, His kind of leading, He will teach us how to deal with these things and see them disappear. Um, and fasting is one of those things. Fasting is a weapon that we have in our soul. You know, there's there's praise, there's just all sorts of different types of prayer. I mean, prayer is something we can talk about for months on end. Um about different ways of praying, different ways people prayed in the Bible, different ways people dealt with stuff in prayer, in the spirit. Um, and, and prayer and fasting is one of those tools that we have to break things off of our lives and to see breakthrough in the lives of other people. Just a couple more things before I finish. Just a few warnings. It's, or, or just, just to correct a little bit of misunderstanding about fasting, Um, fasting actually is proven to have health benefits for your body i don't know if you know that there is actually health benefits that i remember i remember hearing some of this during covid um people were there was some stuff going out there where people were saying you know prayer and fast well or just fasting in general just you know normal fasting can actually have health benefits because it regenerates um cells in your body it um it gets rid of stuff from your body, toxins and things like that. So there is is certain health benefits to fasting. But when we come into a time of prayer and fasting, we're not focused on that, and also we're not focused on weight loss either. because I know some people could think, well, oh yeah, that sounds good, I'll, do, I'll, I'll go on a long fast, I might lose a bit of weight. Uh, it's not, we don't want to focus on those kind of things because that's not the motive to which we're going into fasting. We're going into fasting to seek God's face, to meet with God, to, to deal with things. Um, and that's what we want to be, that's what our heart motive wants to be, not just that we're going to get some kind of health benefit or weight loss out of it. So just be aware of that. Um, it's not self-punishment either. We're not beating ourselves up to show God that we're holy and we're so sorry for the bad things we've done. That's not what fasting's about. We're not here to, we don't need to do that. Jesus took all of the punishment upon himself onto the cross and we're not here to kind of whip ourselves and beat ourselves and starve ourselves um, to get God to do something for us. That's not what fasting is about either. We, we don't need to do that. And there's a scripture I'll read in a second that kind of talks a bit about that. Yeah, so it's this, you know, we don't need to also, we don't need to fast to be forgiven. God will forgive us. He's already paid that price for our sins and he will forgive us freely. We don't need to show him that we're, we're doing something um, desperate or making some massive sacrifice for him to forgive us of the things, the things that we've done wrong. He forgives us like that. It's a matter of just confessing it, bring it before God. So yeah, we just need to be careful of of those things. In Matthew 6, I don't know if we, did I put this scripture on there? Matthew 6, 16 and 18. Um, Great little piece of scripture about fasting from Jesus here. He says, and when you fast. So this is New Testament, Jesus speaking to um, his disciples. And when you fast. So notice it says when you fast. So he's saying, There is going to be fasting going on. Don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that that is the only reward they will ever get. Um, But when you fast, next one, if it's there. Is there another one there? So when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. Then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private, and your father who sees everything will reward you. So it's saying, don't put it out there to everyone. Oh, look at me, I'm fasting. Oh, I'm such a great man of God. I'm such a great woman of God. Um, You know, oh, poor me, I'm, I'm I'm fasting and I'm praying. You don't need to tell anyone what you're doing. Don't make it a kind of a pride thing, but you do it between you and God. Obviously, when we're doing a corporate thing, Obviously, more of us are going to be fasting. We're going to know each other are fasting. But keep it to you between you and God. And it says your father who sees everything um, will, will reward you. Um, yeah. I think that's probably just about everything. Was that the last slide on there? It was, wasn't it? So it's, it's So this is a, it's a key area, and we could actually have taken. A, we could literally take a whole month on fasting. There's other scriptures in the, in the Bible that talk about fasting. You can do your own research. Um, you can watch this video. There's great preaches on YouTube about fasting. Maybe I'll stick one out on the hotline for you, um, and you can really go deep into it. But it is powerful. It has there's a power within it. I mean, I read a book about fasting years ago. Um, I read a few books about it and the power of it. And it can have amazing results. God, it's almost I, what, what you're actually, your body's actually doing or your makeup, you know, with spirit, soul and body, you're, you're causing your flesh to become weaker. Or you're not feeding your flesh and your spirit then becomes stronger and it, ta- it can take control, has more control of your life or your inside of you. And often when I would fast, I know when I'd go for a few days, I would just my thought life would change I, honestly i don't know if anyone else has ever experienced that. My thinking life will will change there's certain kind of i guess independent thoughts or um selfish things and just stuff it just it's it for me it switches and it's it's um there's more of a peace in me let's just put it that way there's more of a, a level headedness and a peace and a kind of a submission to God's spirit that goes on inside of me when I fast because and I know it's because my flesh is got weaker it's not speaking and shouting and telling me to do it and controlling our lives it it, your flesh starts to lose control and your spirit starts to gain control and then the the fruits of the spirit start to come out more in your life you know love joy peace patience kindness gentleness self-control I will be honest to say, sometimes there's a bit of a period of time where um, your flesh starts to get a bit louder, especially when you're not feeding it. There can be a time where your flesh kind of kicks back at you and says, feed me. And you can sometimes become, I can become a bit grumpy and you can become, it's like you're, you're, you're doing battle you're doing battle inside of you, and in your mind, it's like your flesh is fighting, saying, feed me, do this, do that, and you're saying, no, we're fasting, and you're not eating, and I'm weakening you, and Spirit of God, you rise up, and I'm feeding you, and there can be a bit of a battle going on, and sometimes the flesh can win, and sometimes, because you're not eating, you can get grumpy, and you can get impatient, and you can get kind of a bit short with people, but I guarantee you as you continue to fast as you continue to feed the spirit that goes away and there's a peace that comes in and actually it can change the atmosphere of your house it can change the atmosphere of just your life there's something very powerful about it we need to talk more about it really it's one of those things we don't really talk too much about but it's got a mass it's got massive power on a you know on sunday mornings we can only do we can only give you a little bit of teaching on certain subjects but Really, you can take away, when we talk about worship, when we talk about prayer, when we talk about all sorts of things, there's, there's power in them if you apply them to your life. If you get on board and you do them, there's results that follow. If you don't get on board and you say, oh, he's talking about fasting again, forget that, it's not for me, or oh, no, I like my food, you, don't, you won't see the results. It's just one of those things, and we, we, you know, we do this week in, week out, we, we try to give you things, tools to, to bless you, to help your life, so you can live and be more like Jesus, so that you can love and reach other people, so that you can see results in the lives of others around you, so you can see God working through you. We throw things out there for you, but it's, it's one of those things where you've got to do it to see the benefit of it. So let's finish off, and all, the only way I want to finish, really, is that I want us to kind of take a moment to just dedicate ourselves afresh to God and go along with this process. Um, You know, I'm going to pull up a scripture I read this morning. I wasn't going to do this, but this is actually quite a good scripture that I I used in the prayer meeting this morning, if I can find it. This is in Job 11. And we'll just use this to finish off. In, In Job 11, verse 13 down to 19, it says this. If you devote your heart to him talking, devote your heart to God and stretch out your hands to him. If you put away the sin that is in your heart, your hand and allow no evil to dwell in your tent, then free, uh, then free of fault, you will lift up your face. You'll stand firm and without fear. You'll surely forget your trouble, recalling it, recalling it only as water gone by. Life will be brighter than noonday and darkness will become like morning. You'll be secure because there is hope. You will look about you and take your rest in safety you will lie down with no one to make you afraid and many will court your favor that's a great piece of scripture actually if you really read it read it through but it starts off by saying yeah if you devote your heart to him and stretch out your hands to him and deal with stuff in your life and that's what this week coming up is all about so we've got these encounters um i really recommend you come to the wednesday one that's going to be here in the school we'll probably do it in that in that um, room over there, the crash room. Um, I really recommend you come. We're gonna, we want to meet with God. We want to seek God. This is an opportunity to just have a fresh, fresh start with God going into September, going into the autumn, and going into the last bit of the year. It's an opportunity to really seek him, seek him for things that, that we want him to do in your life, For breakthrough that needs to take place in your life. We also want to be seeking him because as you know, we talk about, we, we're reaching out to Broadfield, Um, we're reaching out to our town and we want to see God break through in the lives of people to see them saved to see them come into relationship with God so we want to be praying fasting about that as well and I'll put some stuff out on the hotline if you're not on the hotline come and speak to me it's just a whatsapp broadcast that I send out but I'll put scriptures on there and things on there to just keep us going throughout the week but we're reaching out to people and it's a great way to reach people a great way to start reaching people by praying and fasting for them and meeting with God. So I encourage you to come to the encounters, get close to God, get filled up with God, pray, fast, and seek his face. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.